0: Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for joining our second podcast, the Drive to Level 5 series devoted to the Drive World Conference and Expo Conference taking place in Santa Clara, California at the end of August 27th to 29th. This is a first-of-its-kind conference devoted to autonomous vehicles as well as embedded systems. And over the next several weeks for the summer, we're going to be having on some of the presenters and speakers for that event, and today, a person who's going to give us some really interesting insights is Tom, and uh, Tom, I hope I get your last name right, Uh, Shulk, that's correct, yes, Tom Shulk?
1: That is absolutely correct, yes. Okay,
0: and Tom, I did a little snooping around on LinkedIn, you've been with SiriusXM for 16 years and you're currently the vice president of voice technology at Sirius. Um, Before we start talking about the conference and uh, and your role there and what everybody's doing, can you tell us a little bit about your your day-to-day work at Sirius? What all do you do there?
1: So I'm actually a, a speech technologist, and I work on user interfaces that involve speech as well as visual manual interactions. I work on what's called multimodal user interfaces, and uh, I've been involved in driver distraction assessments. Okay. Because, yeah, and because SiriusXM is primarily an in-car experience, um, and you can do things like tune to certain channels by using your voice, as well as using your voice to access on-demand content, I have involvement. in that regard,
0: okay. I think you just um, you highlighted an area where I am I am woefully ignorant because um, I actually I'm just a plain old AM FM guy <laughs> with <laughs> with uh, some with some CDs playing in the background. So maybe other people know this, but for the benefit of people like me out there, and you've already touched on it, who think of Sirius as a satellite broadcast. A platform for for uh, multiple channels, radio stations. Um, can you tell us, you know, wh- what is Sirius doing at this conference? I think some people might be surprised. And uh, what are some of the things you're just kind of working on with it that add to that level of interactivity between the individual and, the, in this case, the automobile?
1: So we're actually very involved with, uh, not only the in-vehicle experience, we have a mobile app experience. Uh, we, we not only broadcast via satellite, we also also stream music, and we also right. recently we recently acquired Pandora, which yep. makes us the largest audio content provider. Period. Um, and we also have involvement with the smart home devices like Alexa and the Google Home devices. And both Alexa and Google are moving to the car, and so you have that trend happening, which which opens the door for more ways to access content. Um, and, and, of course, voice is important because it makes the user interface easy for the driver and safe. Um, but we're working on, of course, next-gen radios, which combines right. what's broadcasted from... The satellite with our streaming content, uh, giving you, giving drivers or subscribers more to select from. And, uh, that, that, that next gen radio effort has already been deployed and is expected to be pretty much in all the, all cars at some point, or certainly certain car models, uh, for all the car manufacturers that have presence in the U.S.
0: That was an interesting thing you said there, just about a minute ago. About as you advance the technology, um, I believe you used the words to make it easier and safe for the uh, yes. for the driver or the the individual. Um, as as you well know, working in the technology field for a lot of years, it's easy for technologies to get overhyped, oversold, exaggerated. Um, what what should the driver in the near horizon? I'll say five years. What should they not be expecting? What might be a misconception about where this technology could be in the in that shorter window? Or or, or is there a limitation? Are
1: we are we have we approached the sky's the limit point? Are we talking about interactive uh, capabilities, yeah. like how, how you interact with your car? Yes. I mean, okay, that's side. good. Um. Well, what we have today is, is sort of the, the onset of, of truly conversational interaction. We're not there yet, uh, but back in, in 2013-14 when CarPlay and Android Auto became available, um, that allowed drivers to use Siri and the Google Assistant. At least that's how it's evolved mm-hmm. up until today. And so you can do things like with the Google uh, Assistant, for example, you can change the temperature at your, in your home uh, right. using your phone as a means to drive the infotainment system in the car. And, and that type of experience where you're interacting you know, not only with things relevant to communication and entertainment, but also outside of the car and even things integrated with the car, like climate control, that kind of experience in five years is going to be built into the cars, and you won't even need your mobile device uh, to experience it.
0: So I'll I'll say to my car, uh, turn on the air conditioning and keep it at such and such a degree uh, in five years, if I I understand you correctly.
1: We're actually – Closer there now, Mercedes-Benz and BMW have have um, advertised the fact that they have personal assistance built into their 2019 models where a driver can, for example, say something like, hey Mercedes, I'm tired, and the car will change the lighting in the car, the type of music the person's listening to, as well as the temperature in the car. Now, a lot of that's marketing, but it actually does happen, whether it wakes the person up, the driver up or not, is another question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, you know, that, that just kind of brings up on, on, on a personal note something that uh, really surprised me. I, I, my wife and I bought a, uh, a new for us, a certified pre-owned car last September. I, I won't say uh, the make and the model, but it was a 2016 model. And even though I did my research and I thought I knew the car very well, what I didn't realize it had was uh, is a front-end sensor so that when I'm on cruise control, the car keeps me the proper distance from the car in front of me, which I love. I was never a tailgater anyway, but this just reinforces that. And if a car moves in between me and the car in front of me, my car adjusts automatically when it's in cruise control mode, So what was so great about that is here I'm thinking we're adding this newer car to our insurance, and our insurance went down because these safety features are so well thought of. Getting back to your example there, hey, Mercedes, I'm tired, adjust the lighting and so forth. This would seem to open up a whole horizon of safety without getting... Too, too overblown about it that we probably haven't
1: had before. I mean, this could yeah, really you know, do an awful lot of good for a lot of people. That's actually a, a good story because it it brings to mind what's possible in the sense that if you're tired, you, yeah. you, you, you want the distance between your car and the car in front of you to be further. Uh, <laughs> and, and the car could actually automatically do that. Uh, just by telling telling the car you're a little tired, you don't want to get too close to anyone. That's that's adaptive cruise control. I, I have that feature in, in in my car, and and it's a very useful uh, feature, a convenient feature, I should say, and, and certainly safe. And and you can set the distance between the front of your car and the rear of the car in front of you.
0: I um, uh, it it probably took me a solid month. To truly give myself over to it, I'd be cruising along at highway speeds, and up ahead of me is a sea of taillights lighting up because there's construction ahead or an accident, and I would hover my foot over the brake pad. Just to see <laughs> just to make sure the car was going to stop. And it always it always has. But it, it did take me a while to say, Yeah, the car the car is slowing down, the car is slowing down. I love it now. I um, I just um, I love it and uh and of course the break on the insurance is, is terrific. Um so kinda you you brought up that word just a few minutes ago, infotainment. And I think that's a word that uh, people hear. In, in popular jargon, but I don't know that a lot of people could could describe or uh, prescribe a meaning to it. So as we kind of get into your track session a little bit, what is, is there a definition of infotainment? What, what does that word specifically mean or supposed to specifically mean?
1: Well, I remember when I got into the automotive field, I had to go figure that out too because it wasn't obvious and I got different answers depending on who I, I asked the question of. Uh, but the, the word infotainment stands for infor, information and entertainment. Info for infor, information and tainment, entertainment. And a good way to, to understand what an infotainment system is, I'll use the CarPlay example, and that's where your phone connects to the car and... Uh, yeah. It's projected to your display in your car. The phone's projected and and presented to the driver in a safe way. Um, You have navigation, maps, and the ability to enter a destination uh, to give you route guidance. You have voice dialing or phoning people. You have texting, which has to be done by voice for safety reasons. And then you have all sorts of access to media music, audio content, podcast you name it <laughs> um, and so that's a mix of of information as well as entertainment, but it also really includes communication as well
0: mhm um that that's a great definition, and thank you and I think it I think it's very clear we're combining all those informational resources we're combining them with the entertainment uh choices but it's all it's all voice command it's all communication platform and that gives us a word i don't know when it entered the dictionary but uh, probably not that long ago so (laughs) using that as our starting point yeah (laughs) that'd be an interesting trivia question look up when uh, assuming uh american heritage dictionary has it when did they put it in um so, and we, we've we've talked about this a little bit, but where would you say infotainment is today? Now that we have a working definition of it, and give us give us five years from today. And I, I think the standard for, for level five autonomy is supposed kind of a, a goal is twenty twenty five. So we could even say six years from now, but um, you know, half a decade out, where do you think we'll be compared to where we are today?
1: Well, you now today, as I with the example I gave with CarPlay, you've got what I yeah. said. You have navigation, you have right um, dialing, texting, and, and a lot of media. Um, five years further out, and that's based on having your smartphone in the car. Five years out, I, I think the introduction of Google's Android automotive operating system. Is going to show significant penetration and and that particular operating system for the car allows you to do all sorts of things that you can do with your you won't even need your smartphone let me put it that way yeah so you'll be able to control things at your home Uh, you'll be able to do things that you you normally do with your smartphone but you won't need your smartphone and you'll have a more visual experience in the car while still maintaining safety, and of course, as you approach autonomous driving, the experience becomes much richer because you'll be able to to include video as part of the experience in the car, which you can't do now for drivers due to safety issues.
0: The um, I read uh, I read the summary of um, of your track session there at the Drive World Conference. So undoubtedly, some of what you've talked about is in your in your presentation. But you want to talk about that a little more about what you're going to be explaining to people um, at Drive World and uh, when they walk out of your particular session, what might they think? Uh, huh? I didn't I didn't know that. That's pretty cool.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Good good question. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about conversational interaction in the car, and and I'll talk about sort of the evolution over time, uh, you know, sort of how we got to where we all are today and then how things are changing with, with uh, Google and Amazon becoming or having more presence in, in the car as well as Google and this whole notion of having a personal assistant or a voice assistant that can do things like allow you to Buy things, or or um, find places, find that information, like what's playing at the local movie theaters, and how do <laughs> I get there? Things things like that. Um, but there are major players that seem like they're going to win the space. Uh, with with Amazon uh, showing a lot of effort right now to get into that space. Google as well, um, Nuance, who, who is a, who is pretty much in every car that has any kind of speech capability. Um, that's a company not everyone's heard of, but but they, they if they don't get bought, they're going to be around and, and for a while. I think they're the ones who do the Mercedes and the BMW personal assistance that I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, I I, and, I don't uh, think
0: I know that name, Nuance. Look that up. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're 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 a speech technology company. They they do much more than that, but um, very advanced user interfaces with a strong, very strong automotive presence. Um, But I I think just really what people are going to take away from the conference in general is in line with what I hope they take away with take away from my talk, and, and that is that the vehicle is becoming an extremely advanced means of transportation. And and they're becoming. They will become part of your connected life, which includes your smartphone, the home, and and of course the car. It's, it's mm-hmm. all connected, so to speak.
0: Um, I I I don't want to be a killjoy here. I don't want to be a downer, but I, I I'm I'm listening to your insights and and where this is going and Google and Amazon and out to dinner and movies and so on. Um, something that, you know, gets to be on a lot of people's minds, uh, I think understandably, is the whole question of privacy and who has access to what you're saying to your car and uh, how, how is that – can it be accessed by anyone but you? Does it only respond to your voice? And can that be, quote, hacked – um, you, you know, these these are legitimate questions that that come up. And uh, again, not trying to be a killjoy. It's an exciting technology. It's an exciting conference. But I'm sure I'm sure there are conversations about that.
1: There absolutely are, and I wouldn't call it a killjoy. Uh, the, okay. the car manufacturers, um, up until recently, didn't have to worry about that because you didn't have these what I call cloud-based personal assistants that essentially record everything you say. And that began in 2011 when Apple introduced the Siri assistant. And people started using it, not with as much success as they have today because it's improved. Mm-hmm. But I know someone that works at IBM who told me they weren't allowed to bring their phones to work because if they use Siri – that Siri could find out proprietary information about IBM. Um, just to give you an idea of, of the seriousness of, of the issue of privacy. And with the car, uh, once Google, or, or if, if, you're using, if you're using CarPlay or, or Android Auto, then Apple and Google know everything that you've asked for. They learn your usage patterns and they they can even hear other people in the car. You have the same issue with these home devices like Alexa, for example. People worry about Alexa hearing about hearing conversations that that should not be part of the listening uh, right. function of the Alexa devices. And there's been press about what happens, what what some of the mishaps with 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 um, that problem with privacy. So. It's an issue, and I don't know of an obvious solution for it. But when you're talking to a system that's not contained within the vehicle, in other words, if if things are connected, then you can get hacked and you have security issues and and certainly privacy issues.
0: Um,
1: Well, I appreciate I don't know of a get-well plan. Okay.
0: Well, I uh, I appreciate you saying I'm not a killjoy, um, but I, I'm, I I think I fall into that category of people who say, you know, this stuff is really cool and this is cool and that's really great, but what about X, Y, and Z? Um, and uh, the way I see it is, these things will be an ongoing debate for years as we come up with solutions, some of which work, some of which don't now you're going to need more solutions. So uh I, th- I think it's a pretty serious issue, but um tell you what, why don't we why don't we come around third into home base here on a on a fun topic? Let's uh let's not be a downer here. Um we okay. already talked about <laughs> it. You t- you talked about it with the movies. It's uh it's a few years from now and my wife and I uh, we've been out to dinner and we get back to the car and We're debating do we go home? Do we go see a movie? Uh, Am I going to be able to say to my car, it sounds like I will be, um, what's playing over there at the Bowtie Cinemas nearby and what are the times? And if my wife and I hear a movie in a time that works for us, we'll say, um, yeah, uh, buy a couple of tickets and take us over there. Am I? Am I getting off the deep end too soon, or is that on the relatively close horizon?
1: It's on the close horizon with one exception to what you said, and that that's the part where the car automatically takes you there. Okay. That's going to be more than a few years out, I think. But which which let I'm me,
0: fine with. I've been I've been driving a car for many years. I'm okay to keep driving. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people enjoy driving. So you know, I, I have I have my own views on on where things are going to end up. But but just to give you an example, I'll I'll describe some services that we're working on that are no not available, but that we've um, showed it at CES or and and plan to do more of, and that's the ability to. Um, Find parking, you know, you, you, you tell the car where you yeah. want to go, and then you, you tell it to look for parking, and it gives you parking options, and you can even prepay by voice, well, a combination of voice and, and touch interaction, and you can find gas, gas stations, and get the pricing before you go and automatically pay. Uh, movie theaters, that's for sure something that's very, very doable uh we actually have a data feed for that SiriusXM does and again the, the only part i'm unsure of in terms of the timing is when the car is going to automatically be able to take you there um, mm-hmm. but yeah all that's right around the corner uh, very close within 3 years i would say with with a high degree of certainty
0: that that's that's pretty extraordinary that's that's pretty great um so I, I'm, I'm one of those people who holds onto a car, 260,000 miles, 280,000 miles. So although I, so because I bought this car last year, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this is my car for the next decade. But if those things are available in three years, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stick a crowbar in my wallet and think about it. <laughs> but um, Well, there you that, go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all pretty great. Um. Tom, this is this has been some wonderful insight, and uh, I think is is going to give people some ter- uh, a terrific, I'll say, foundation for how they should be thinking about autonomous vehicles from a uh, not just the technology point of view, which in, in, in my opinion is sort of the the lesser topic, but the social, economic, work life, uh, how we live point of view that this interactivity between us and our vehicle, um, regardless of the level of autonomy we get to in the next few years, the the impact is going to be stunningly widespread, probably more than what email and texting uh, has been combined, I, I would just think. You would think, yes. Okay. Um, well, Tom, uh, so just for the benefit of everyone out there, you're – uh, your talk at the drive world conference between August 27th to 29th is connectivity and infotainment I actually got that backwards. It's infotainment and connectivity. And uh, I unfortunately don't expect to be at the conference, but to everyone who is listening to this, this is a first of its kind event. It's going to be extremely interesting. And, uh, we'll be looking at our future taking place right before our eyes. So, Tom, thanks very much for taking the time to join us, and I look forward to learning more about your talk after, uh, after it's happened. <laughs> well, thank you.